This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure you can fill it in the mix. Finally stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats balls of life, giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments exactly everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Shit, know what we said, doing. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use, the culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art, the shock, oh, with it, keeping the beats on the block, don't miss it. Welcome to the city stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Welcome back. Welcome back. You're tuned into The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 154. It's your boy, DJ Focus, checking in. And it's your girl, Dice Gamble, in the building. Checking in on this Wisdom Wednesday. Halfway through. I don't know. They they go get some wisdom today, Dice. I don't know if they read it. (laughs) I don't know if they're ready. Wake up. Listen, if, if, if you if you just getting the sleep out your eyes, I'm gonna give you about five more minutes. Please go throw some water in your face and uh get ready because uh it's another blessed day. Listen, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We're so grateful that you guys woke up with us this morning. Um, Dice and I, we don't take it for granted. Every opportunity we get a chance to come on these airwaves, we're truly blessed. And uh, when I tell y'all we got an uh, interesting show today, let me just say, um, you know, we, we got two of the best uh, in CHH uh, joining us today. Um, you know, I don't know where, if you've been under a rock. Um, they've been rocking for at least the last 12 <laughs> years. And when I tell you they have a unique sound that they brought when you talk about high energy fun songs, but also keeping it ministry driven. And um, I, I love them to death. Um, Marty and Fern from Social Club Misfits will be joining us today uh, to talk about a little bit of everything they got going on, new music, um, just talk about the journey over the years of everything they've uh, accomplished and everything they've done. We're going to talk about, you know what I'm saying, uh, the state of CHH and everything so you definitely want to keep it locked for that exclusive spiritual detox fernie and marty aka social club misfits mm-hmm. and when i say um the dicer and i you know we, <laughs> we love we love having the opportunity to sit and we we, we we talk off air and of course we know as we prepping for shows just on topics we're gonna talk about and um i threw this one at dice and and listen i, I love my sis like like usual dice so yeah let's roll with it you know and uh i i told her my angle she she told me her angle i said well let's have a conversation so uh dice what are we talking about today uh, on our real talk conversation huh 
Oh, well, it's going to be tough. Um, you know, so. You say it's going to be tough. <laughs> well, I have to say it's going to be tough because, I mean, honestly, there are a lot of different views and perspectives on this one. And I even have a perspective that people probably aren't going to agree with. But um, we're talking about why are video vixens and porn stars uh, the new role models for ladies? Like just, you know, we know that obviously graphic photos and videos and things like that sell but is this something that uh god really wants us to do and it seems like it's such a basic answer but i I think we're going to dig into it today in a way that may you know share shed a little light on the subject because here's the thing we have a lot of so-called christians that are selling sexuality Mm -hmm. only fans and all this stuff Mm mm-hmm so, so, so we're gonna talk yeah. about it. So yeah, yeah. You might as well tweet somebody now because you know it's gonna be off the chain. You might as well they, they listen, tell them that they own that thing again. Yep, we own it again. So let wake up with us. We appreciate y'all waking up with us this Wednesday morning. Of course, you know our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. Yep, let's get to it. Music on the way <laughs> from uh Lecrae. Absolutely. We got music on the way. Yep, Pastor Mike Jr. on the way. Um, of course, yeah, come on, 1K few happening. Um, Caleb Gordon too as well. Um, we also have uh yes, we got uh uh my brother uh Jordan Armstrong and Erica Campbell. But right now, mm. let's turn up a little bit. Yeah, let's turn up a little bit with uh Hovey. Keep it locked, you tune into the fix. And the fix is in. Yes, sir. You tune back into the fix. Your source for faith infused hip hop, R and B, and poetry, right here on Sirius XM channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. And y'all know what time it is. It's time for our spiritual detox. And uh, yeah, y'all in for a treat today. When I tell y'all, uh, this one is uh, exclusive. This is hot. Uh, I promise you, the content that's gonna come out of this. Uh, yeah, you might as well go ahead and tweet somebody right now and tell them. Uh, we, we, we listen. We got we got we got the cool kids on this morning, man. You know what I'm saying? I I I, I love the fact that. Um, since they came out, they've been out at least a decade now, I know. And um, I think my uh, first experience with them was um, a mixtape. And I was like, what is going on? Like this, this is just different, but it, but it's the artistic expression in it is still a hundred percent giving you kingdom bars, but also high energy and giving you real transparency within rap. So I was, I was excited and I've been a fan, like I say, for the last 10 years or plus. So listen, without further ado, let me let me welcome in, man. Uh Marty and Fern. You know what I'm saying? You know him at Social Club Misfits. What's going on, fellas? Yes, sir. How y'all been, man? Good to be here. Good morning. It feels good. Packing right now, packing the house, going to California. So I have boxes everywhere. It's a crazy taking his talents to California. Sheesh. Must must be nice to get up and just just move one day. Just you know what? (laughs) It's been a it's been a process, man, for real. Um, you know, my wife's family's out there. They're in Orange, Orange County. So uh, my family's here. So it just happened to work out kind of perfect. Um, but now we're here. I'm super pumped. I, you know, it's funny. Me and Fur were talking about this show. And he was like, I was listening to this show. So it's funny that you reached out. He's like, this is like one of my favorite shows. Yeah, I catch it, man. I need some morning talk. And y'all got it. So... That's what's up, man. Listen, I know we're coming out the uh, back end of this pandemic, um, but I do want to ask, man, um, you know, when the pandemic first hit and I would argue within the first year or so, we saw a lot of kingdom marriages crumble. Um, And and I definitely want to get you guys opinion, because that's one thing I've always watched and heard and listened to you guys. You guys always speak well about your marriages, good or bad or whatever it may be, but just the longevity of marriage. Why do you think so many kingdom marriages crumbled during the pandemic? 
man, I'm gonna tell you, man. And shout out to my wife, man. I love you, babe. 13 years with the with the love of my life. You know what I mean? I I, I don't know, man. I'll tell you what. I know that um I've been apart from my from my wife for a thousand days at a time. I've been with her for a thousand days at a time ever since we you know we were together. We've been inseparable. So um. I tell you what, man, you got different types of relationships built on different types of foundations. You know what I mean? Sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, what's the, what's the relationship really based upon? You know what I mean? Sometimes you got relationships that are based upon uh, not on a solid rock, which is Christ. So me and my wife, you know, as soon as I came out of jail, I remember when I first came out of jail, my mom was like, you can't even move back in with your wife yet until you get married. Now she, you guys been apart, been doing it right. And now you got you got to do it right before you get married. Um, but just like going into it, you know, just thinking about uh, doing things right and just making an honest, honest woman out of my wife from the beginning. But, you know, just staying focused, man. It could have it could have got it was all a mental thing. You know, I think it was just a mindset thing. You know, if you were if you were focused on uh, staying grounded in Christ during the pandemic or you would just wind up just getting lost in the sauce. You know, sometimes in the middle, man, sometimes people just couldn't really stay together because they couldn't really figure their own selves out and then just trying to figure out somebody else too. A lot of people got depressed. I know I got depressed a little bit, but you know, I was blessed. Me and my wife, you know, we walked through it and you know, we were just built for it. You know, it all depends on the relationship. I feel like a lot of people stay together cause you know, they, they've been investing that time into that relationship. Some people didn't really invest time in the relationship. And then when it came time for it to be battle tested, you know, it didn't make the cut, but you know, I feel like, you know, me and my wife, man, I'm blessed. Speaking for myself, uh, we've been investing into ourselves for like years now. You know, my wife for ages now. And uh, I just feel like I can't do anything without her. You know what I mean? So um, I wouldn't even think of leaving my wife, pandemic or not. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like for the most part, if you had a group rooted on the right foundation, you know, love and, you know, those principles of trust and, um, you know, taking care of each other for, for better or for worse, for sickness and health if you if you if you stuck to those values and and you in it for the long haul you won't make it if, if you was just founded on you know just a pretty face or whatever and you know you were just in it for whatever superficial vibe and i don't know man that those type of things they don't really make it man you, you need real love real trust you know real investment into the relationship so i said a bunch, but you know you think- there's a lot of things in there no that's good i, I just want to ask you before i, I get to uh, marty do you think um, people have given up on the covenant because I because I heard you you know talk about the vows and understanding what the covenant well, you really know, represents. Yeah, Do you think they've given up? I'm on old it? school, so I know I, I can't give up on it. I know too much about it. You know what I mean? So I, I can't really speak for the newer generation or maybe younger couples who maybe not come from that or as deep rooted as as some others. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I would just think that um, the covenant to me is important. You know what I'm saying? So it all depends on how they see it, how important it is to them, but. Some people may have given up on that or don't see it as important as others. So, Yeah, I mean, I think that during the pandemic, I think people were faced with themselves. I think that for a lot of people, that's really scary. I think it's scary to be faced with yourself. It's it's scary to, you know, um, understand that, like, if you don't love yourself, you're not going to love somebody else. And I think that a lot of marriages were definitely shaken in, in the pandemic because, um, I think that as Christians, like we do not want to step into therapy. We don't want to invest in ourselves. We never want to do those things. So we do everything the hard way. We do everything the long way because, you know, I, I think that this idea of like, yeah, it's, Jesus is going to help me through it. But I mean, like even Jesus was like, you know, go see a doctor if you're sick. 
He said that. I didn't say that. He said that. So think about right. it. If you, it's the same way that you uh, would see a doctor if you broke your arm, the same way you, if, if you're not feeling right in your mind, you should see somebody. And so, you know, therapy for me has been one of the best experiences during the pandemic. I did it. Therapy, one of the things therapy does is it gives you an empathy for yourself and others, but also it gives you verbiage to understand and, and better describe and put words together on how you feel, why you feel. And a lot of times I, I see in younger relationships, it's like you're willing to play those games, you know, those games of like, you know, like uh, there's games you could play instead of telling people how you really feel. And I think that during the pandemic, people just, uh, they, 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 they were faced with themselves in a new way. And that's, it is scary being, I mean, you're stuck with yourself. You think about that, you know, you, you could buy clothes, you could buy $50 shirt, $100 outfit, $200 outfit. But it won't change how you feel inside. And I know people like brush that off. Like, I don't care. It's just your dude, you are stuck with yourself forever. And if you're not happy, you need to do something about it. That's good. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Let's 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 talk a little bit about the music now. Let's let's have some fun. Um, talk about your musical inspirations growing up. Like, who were some of your the artists that inspired you guys even to start your journey in music? Just uh, you know, growing up in South Florida, um, we grew up in Miami based. I grew up in the Miami bass era, you know what I'm saying? So uh, mm-hmm. I, I I remember mm-hmm. DJ Magic Mike, DJ Laz. Um, it, it was just an insane time. It was a different type of music. Also coming off of that freestyle era, you know what I'm saying? That freestyle music era. So it was just blending in real nicely. But you know, um, early early on, you know, I have I probably have a, a lot of the same rappers and influences that a lot of people have on their list. You know, a lot of the great ones, a lot of the great ones who you know put out. Some great music in the time like Biggie, Jay, Nas, you know what I'm saying? Big Pun, The Locks, Cameron. You know, like uh, around the, I, I feel so blessed to be around the golden era, what I call the golden age of hip hop back in those days, what they called it. You know what I'm saying? Like 98 to like 2002, 2004. There was some incredible music made in that time. Um, the Violated Records that came out, you know what I'm saying? Um, it was an incredible time, great music. But you know, um, Playing music myself, being a pastor's son, playing music in the church, playing drums, playing trumpet, and marched it in high school, and um, and was blessed to be a volunteer in the um, university band at hour. So I played trumpet there. So I, I was a musician first and foremost, um, and just started rapping. Just was always a person who loved to read, always a person who who loved to find out information. So taking music and information, it was almost a natural thing. I was just like, and I loved the freestyle. I wound up loving the freestyle. I had a cousin who was a big rapper in the, in the community back in the days. Um, and I just wanted to, you know, I thought it was an interesting thing. I started taking it, taking into those, taking into those likings and I just wound up rapping. But I always remember saying that, like, I always could see how I wound up rapping, like economics, world history, uh, social studies, things of that nature. And then just putting music together and just kind of like giving you a report of what's going on. But earlier on, just having those basic influences, man. And, but like growing up in church, you know. Who knows? You know, maybe maybe the Living Light Singers from Minnesota inspired my musical journey. I, I'll never know. But I remember going to those things. I remember going to those acquire the fire right. things growing up, too. That even though I wound up going to the street, I'll never negate the cool, beautiful Christian things that I saw earlier on in my life that I know shaped my musical career, too. So probably all the all the uh, all the special, you know how they call it in church. We have a special today. So like all the anybody who right. a special growing up and my dad. They probably have something to do with it. But as far as rappers and things of that nature, you know, Big J, Nas, Lots, Cameron, Big Pun. Um, 
who knows? Maybe even Mace. Maybe Mace had a little bit to do with it. You know, but uh, it was it was a different time. It was great music being made, and um, it just feels great to still be making music now. You know, over a decade plus, like how you you acknowledge that right getting into the conversation. I'm like, we still in the conversation. Um, not to do a shameless plug, but five weeks in a row with a number one record, 13 years into the game, it's not too bad when they say that uh, an average lifespan for a rapper is like three years. You know what I mean? So to still be, you know, tripling that, quadrupling that, and and we still have our eyes on making some more music and repping the king some more. You know what I mean? So it's a beautiful thing. Feels good. I'm gonna give y'all y'all roses. Y'all make timeless music. Let's be very clear. Timeless mu- music oh, is gonna man. be there. Stop playing. You know, I, I was gonna say this, DJ Focus. Like one of the things about Social Club, and I would say, you want to have a long career as an artist. It's important to make music that you like. That it sounds like you, you know, like right now we're, it's an epidemic of hearing rappers who I, you can pinpoint, they, that's this person, that's this person, that's this person. You know, you can point to who they're so inspired by. But if you want to be a long-term artist, which is who we are, you need to make music that's true to yourself. Embrace what you sound like. You can't do a, a song that sounds like Playboy Cardi and expect to blow up for years if you sound like an artist who's a you know, an artist in this time. So I, I would say like embracing who you are being, you know, there's a difference between being influenced and being inspired by, right? So you are, yes. who are you influenced by? You know, if you're under the influence, you're going to sound exactly like them. But if you're inspired, you build off that foundation. And so for these, for young kids or anybody, who, even now, like one thing I will say is like with TikTok, it's leveled the playing field right now. There's older artists that are blowing up artists in their thirties back in the day. That was insane. You know, it was, everyone was, it seems like they're getting younger, but now you're seeing artists get a little older, get in their thirties, which is not even old. It's just in the hip hop landscape. It sounds crazy. And they're more successful than the artists who are 16, 17, because they have a story. It's all about the story. It's not even about the music anymore, I believe. And so, yeah, I I feel like if you want to be a, what they call it, Fern, they call it a um, legacy artist. uh, legacy artist you want to be a legacy artist you need to make music that sounds like you because no one else could be you so you know like and so even on this like right now we're dropping a uh, we're dropping a house album this is really this is like an exclusive right now we're dropping a remix album of everybody loves a comeback story which is our last most recent album that dropped in um the end of september where we remixed a bunch of songs um to, to be more house and like more drum and bass type songs. And, you know, people always like, you know, people always ask, like, why do you guys take these, why do you guys take these creative leaps and leaps of faith? You know, like our, we, we're big music guys. We love music and music looks different for everyone, whether it's rap, rock, uh, house music. We, we try to just make music that just reaches the world. And so um, we're always willing to, to maybe not look the coolest to take a leap of faith and to try something new. It's always funny because like once you take that leap of faith, then you start to see everyone else do it. So you have two types of artists. You have the groundbreakers or the, you know, the, the breakthrough artists or you have the artist that's following the breakthrough artist. So we always try to be a breakthrough artist. Everything we do, you could say it's not like the other stuff that's being released in our genre. You know, like who that is, what sounds like that right now in our genre. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. Rendezvous, you could say, yeah, it's a trap song. It sounds in the genre, but still, like something like that. And we always, another, last thing I'll say this: we always invest in new artists. If you are, if you want to be good. a legacy artist, there's a lot of great talent. You can't be embarrassed by it. You can't be ashamed by it. And you can't, you can't 
hate on them. So many people want to hate them. Ah, well, these guys, no, 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 no. Embrace this younger generation. It'll keep you young. And that's something that we've always done too. Yeah, y'all do it very well. Listen, DJ Focus, uh, we got to go to a quick break. We're coming right back with more with Marty and Fern, Social Club Misfits. Keep it locked. You tune into The Fix. You know The Fix is in. DJ Focus, you tap back into The Fix right here on Holy Culture Radio. Listen, I still got uh, the super duo from South Florida on the line with me, uh, Marty and Fern, Social Club Misfits. Listen, Marty, you was was talking about something I want to pick back up on um, the importance of collaborations and also um, giving uh, up-and-coming artists an opportunity to be showcased because you guys have a big platform. Um, Talk about um, the importance of that a little bit more because I think a lot of times, and maybe it's just me, I I think, okay, so I'm going to ask this question. Do you guys think that sometimes within CHH, there's a lack of unity and a lack of collaboration? Yeah, I I do think there is, and I think that it's a self-imposed, I think it's, to me, it's a lot of pride and ego. That's all it is, right? So you have a lot of artists who have an ego that they're like, hey, if I drop the song, everyone's heard it. No one's heard your song. You got to promote it. You got to work it, you know? And so I think that there's a lot, there's like an ego. Like there's other artists who are like, hey, they'll never want to work with me. Those people aren't, like they immediately shut down the idea of collaboration with other artists because you guys don't sound the same. I think that that's the beauty of collaboration is taking with artists that don't sound the same, putting them together. You know, today I was listening to, in the radio, I was listening to a song with, uh, it was Mariah Carey of Busta Rhymes, right? Uh, Baby, if you give it to me, I give it. that's such a great song, right? And I'm, I'm laughing to myself and I'm like, you know, back then, you know, they, they hated on Busta Rhymes. They were like, Busta Rhymes doing pop music now. Mariah Carey, she's a pop artist. That's like one of the songs that's lasted over te- like two generations. Yeah, you know? It is a huge song. It was on top radio, you know? And I think that, you know, you could be an artist that's like, well, I only want to make stuff that looks cool and, and I want to get out the box. And you'll be you'll be trapped in that box if you stay in there. So it's important that, number one, you collaborate with people who don't look like you, don't act like you, don't sound like you. Very important. If you look at all of our collaborations, every single artist we've worked with has been an almost polar opposite of our brand. And I think about even some of the artists that are blowing up right now, like Foggy Raw, a guy that we work with, Bean, we work with him. You know, a lot of, we, we have songs with, Cray, we have songs with Hovey, we have songs with all these new artists that have a new sound. And I think it's important to put your ear, you know, keep your ear to the, 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 put your finger on the pulse of what's happening in Christian music. And also, a lot of these guys, you know, they might be a fan of you, they just don't promote you every single week. And so, you know, don't ever stop the idea like, hey, they won't want to collaborate with me. You never know. You might want to just DM them and be like, hey, listen, they might be fans of yours. And so we have always taken leaps and bounds to do collaborations in everything we've done just because we always, you know, I was, it's the other, the other couple of weeks ago, I was with uh, Bizzle and Dayton and Brian Trejo. So we were in California and those guys were like, yo, we got to do a collaboration. And I said, absolutely. And I thought about it, talking to one of the managers. And I was like, you know, Social Club has always been the middle ground. And then you have, you know, Reach on this side. You have uh, Bizzle, Got Over Money on this side. It's like it's like three pieces. And we've always been like a bridge. Like, hey, I, I produced Dean's last album. Um, Bizzle, we have collaborations. We have collaborations with Reach, with Andy. We're good friends with them. We always wanted to be the guys who were friends with everybody and just can promote godly kingdom music. That's kind of been the goal of Social Club. No, that's good. Listen, Fernie, um, you know, it's 50 years. Uh, we celebrating hip hop this year. Let's be very I'm clear. Right. 
And um, I love the fact that, you know, even mainstream hip hop, you know, you, you guys are evident and we got Bill Cray and we can go down the list that even the mainstream recognizes what you guys are doing on this side and acknowledge you within the 50 years. Talk about, you know, the culture. Talk about just the state of hip hop culture, period. Not just CHH, but just hip hop culture, period. The state of it. I just think it's in a it's in a, a beautiful place. It's in an expanding place. You know, you got a lot of rappers doing podcasts. Shout out to our podcast that we yeah. do. Yeah, you know I mean? Social Club Misfit podcast available everywhere you get podcasts. Done with the done with the ad and ad right there. But yeah, I feel like a lot of different um you're starting to see a lot of different now that you I'm actually born in 79 when hip hop was born, but they say 50 years, so whatever. I'm not 50. Right. But um I just feel like it's coming such a long way. Now you're starting to see different offshoots, different offsprings of different off the, the branches of the tree. You got the podcasting now. You got, you know, so many different ways on social media to get put on. You don't necessarily need a label. You can I mean there's so many beautiful if you got a song and you got a camera, you can literally get blown up overnight because I've seen songs that blew up overnight. When I seen what the click was, you know how when you see the clip, you're like, this is the this is what blew it up. But then once it blows up, you're like, man, that's all it needed, man. You know, yeah. so like now it's such a beautiful place. Um, if you choose to, you know, run with it, that you could just be your own label, be your own boss, just run with it. So hip hop is in a beautiful place because. I, I remember a lot of times people would complain about gatekeepers and like, they not let me in. I can't get in and this and that. Well, ain't none of that no more. You know, yeah. for the most part, if you feel you got what it takes and you feel you great, you turn on your camera, you turn it around and you show the world. And if they believe you, they're going to let you know. And once yeah. they let you know, everybody else is going to come looking for you. So I feel like hip hop is in, it's the easiest time to get on right now. If you got it, you know what I'm saying? So like I seen Russ tweeting the other day, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, Everybody sings and raps and got verses, but you know what I'm saying? Like, do it, it take there's a lot of us that do that now. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. a lot of us that do that now. So what separates you? So as the beauty of hip hop being so easy to access now, but at the same time, you know, um, you know, I just I'm just happy to be in it. I'm happy to be in it, happy to be able to reap the fruits of the success or what is it, reap the fruits of the labor and and like me, I'm not really too tech savvy, but I know like right now with the whole AI thing, I was reading a crazy article yesterday that basically you can speak whatever you speak or type into it. Now the visual will show up. So like if video makers are you know going to be using this, like right now I can just type woman on the mountain jumping from a parachute in red sweatpants and like it will it will just do it. You know what I'm saying? It will just create it. It will just do it. So as far as creativity, content, which is a big staple now of hip hop. Um, content, you know what I'm saying? Like it's being made available. Like there's so many cool ways. Um, you know, like me, I'm a big, I'm a big proprietor of like, man, I wanted to get content. I want to make sure that it gets done. And at the same time, now it's be it's becoming even easier. So like if you just tap into it and use these tools that are coming to us, it's really gonna be a beautiful time for the creative. You know, they're really making these great tools that, you know, I know it's a slippery slope. Some people are like, hey, but what about the artists? You know, you don't want to create your artwork there because you know you got hard people who've been working hard creating their craft to paint and things like that. And I get it, but I feel like even the artists are going to find a happy medium with it and create with it and wind up using it as an extension of their palette. You know what I mean? So you could work against it or you could work with it and put it as a tool inside your tool belt. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I feel hip hop is now. There's so many dope things and it's just how you want to, how do you want to enter hip hop? Do you want to enter it as a podcast or uh, revealing value and information? Do you want to rap? You want to produce? 
there's so many people giving value and information on YouTube that even if you don't know how to do it in the next two, three weeks, you could literally know how to do anything. So hip hop, I feel like is in a good state. You know what I'm saying? And remember, um, they can never, how you feel about the music? And guess what? Music is always subjective. So it doesn't matter how I feel about Facts. it. Because my guy next to me is going to feel like my song ain't number one and his songs. Number, it don't matter. You feel me? As long as you're happy, you're making music. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and, and, and you're doing what you love. You know what I'm saying? And doing it in excellence. I feel like hip hop is doing well. That's good. Um, let me ask you a fun question. Uh, <laughs> If you guys could uh, pick two artists uh, to join Social Club Misfits, dead or, dead or alive, from any um, genre of music, who you got, Marty? Man, if I could pick two Who people, you bringing? Who you bringing? My goodness. I'd probably bring people who aren't, who aren't alive right now. I think, that, um, I think that if I, could, if I could create the ultimate super group, uh, man, I'd probably pick like a producer, like a really cool... Um, like a Jay Dilla, because Jay Dilla is probably my favorite producer of all time. I'd probably bring him in to create, to be our in-house producer, just secretly hold him in, uh, underground in a, in a basement. Just like, you just have to make beats now. Um, yeah. that'd, be, that'd be one guy uh, for sure. Uh, and then I'd probably say, um, this is kind of a funny thing to do. I'd probably bring some of the people who, uh, I forgot the guy's name, one of the engineers of Motown. Um, I was I watching this whole documentary and how he built a car inside of a studio because he, he was one of the first people who realized that yeah, people listen to the music in their car. So right. he had the insight to build a car in the studio and nice. things like that. I, I just I love people who make things happen like that. So I'd probably bring a, one of the top engineers. I'd probably uh, bring Dilla in and just be like, now we're unstoppable. We have the perfect engineer, the perfect production. Me and Frank can just go loose. Real quick, who you got, Fernie? Man, you know, I mean, if if I can still add to it, and we already got my man, we if we already got the engineer, and we got um my other guy, then I'm freaking, I bring in, I'm I'm gonna bring somebody back, and I'm hoping that when I bring him back, as soon as he brings back, he, he comes to like a glorified body, and he's like, you know what I mean? Cause <laughs> oh, no, 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 y'all, y'all still, y'all still, it's y'all group, so they coming into y'all no, world. I know, I know, I know, but he wasn't. <laughs> had to give a little disclaimer real quick. <laughs> yeah, I might, yo, I might bring this flamboyant MC from back in the days. He had a real sharp flow from the late '90s, but he, but he, he matches so perfect right now because that vintage is so. It's kind of in right now. It's, it's making a resurgence. I like to bring and hear the crispiness of the vocal of Big L. Oh, oh my gosh. Big L is one of my favorites. And you know what? caught me off guard on that match because between the three of us. It I thought was he was going to say pun, was... believe it or not. I thought he was going to say pun. And guys, too. I'm still resurrected. I'm still resurrected. <laughs> oh, who we got? Who we got next? Um, You know what? And we had the pleasure of meeting. It's funny you say that. I would add him. I would add him and, and Big Pun just to do the little Latin jams with us. And do and bring some more low sasson and sprinkle some little sofrito on it. Uh, we had the pleasure of meeting his son when we did SOBs in New York City. Um, when we headlined that joint back in the days, maybe, maybe three, four years, maybe five years ago, actually. But um, on who's next for SOBs? Yeah. We had a great time. Got to meet him. You know, um, you know, big puns of legend. So yeah, you know what? Why not have a little, you know, a, a little dream team real quick? Yeah, yeah, that's solid. Listen, I'm gonna get y'all out of here, man. Uh, but. Could you guys share uh, maybe um, what's that one thing you guys been in here? Like I say, at least a decade or longer. What's that one thing God has revealed and showed to you guys that you guys didn't know before you start doing this? Like over the journey, like what's that one thing? Like, wow. Like, you know, like that. that Yeah, I'll start a friend wrap this up. Um, I would say the one of the things that I've learned is um, 
God's success in your life doesn't look like anything else you've seen. So there's no mm -hmm. marker for it, right? I think that when we think of success, we think of, we use other people's references, right? So it's like, he's very successful. I like how people see him. And I think you have to embrace the success that God has for you. Um, and however that looks. And don't be don't be discouraged the season you're in. If you're in a certain season, you feel like you're stuck or there's, there's something you need to accomplish. So I would say embrace Embrace the journey that God has given you because mm -hmm. it doesn't look like anybody else's journey. And I think we get in trouble when we, we want something more than we can handle. God, if God's put you where he's put you, there's, there's a reason for it, right? And uh, you, can't, you can't try to rush that process. You just got to embrace it. And so I've seen a lot of artists lose careers trying to chase something that wasn't for them. Um, because they wanted, they, they look so highly at guys like Drake and, and certain people like that, or even Lecrae. And they're like, I want that success. And, you know, Lecrae's been here for over 15 years. It's been a, a long time. You don't get this overnight. Um, all these artists have, have put work in. You just can, you have to embrace the journey that God has for you and understand that there's safety there and there's a reason why you're there. It's not, you're not just there for fun. God has intentionality in the plan that he has. And so, when you start to see that God is fully invested in your journey, you, you can embrace those things instead of feeling like they're um, bad for you. you know? Yeah. One thing I would say is that uh, don't take it for granted, man. If you got a gift coming from me, I remember like I've been around for a long time. I'm, I'm mainstream, CHH. I've been around the greats, man. I've seen it all. All I'm saying is don't take it for granted. It could literally... And I'm gonna speak in the. I'm gonna let the music speak. New music on the way. Me and Marty got new music. I'm gonna let the music speak. I got new, new, new levels to unlock. But don't, um, don't take it for granted because it's like, it's like a, um, it's like a, a sink. Like literally, you could turn the sink on and see the water come on. Just like that, quickly it could turn off. That creativity that you feel like it's all on you and all that, and you start to uh, lean on your own understanding. You start to lean on yourself, like you was writing, you was going on. Listen, you can't take none of that for granted. God gave us a gift. He gave us a gift for a reason, and He put stories and He put parables in the Bible. You know, with the with the gifts of uh, of the three that He gave them the different talents and what they did with them. And make a long story short, He's gonna ask what we did with these things. And um, and I speak to myself like I speak into existence now. How I speak into the air, but. We gotta we gotta watch out that we don't take these gifts for granted and that we really just take full advantage and take full advantage of all the opportunities that are being given to us. Because I listen, the last 10 years that you're talking about that we've seen, I woke up the other day and I was like, oh my God, 10 years flew by. And it was like a really surreal moment. I've spoken to Marty about this. I've said it before, like, yo, time just flew by. And 10 years, 13 years, and you're just like, oh, but we about to do this. Hey man, it don't matter. The time's flying by, and even with the with the new time change, time is just flying by. These weeks just going by. Don't take it for granted, man. Lock in. If you got a gift, lock in, man. Get it done. If you got too many distractions, find a way to minimize those distractions because your greatness is on the other side of that. And if you locked in two years from now, one thing I'll say, you you was talking about the pandemic when it opened up. When we opened up the interview, one thing about I would speak about the pandemic is that if you started something, a blog, a podcast, a radio whatever you started if you started during the podcast and you stayed through and you stuck it through and you was consistent i promise you i bet you those people are all successful right now a lot it was like the oil it was like the gold rush it was the soil was so fertile you know what i mean creators and all that was really starting to boom and flourish and if you really took a hold of that 
you tapped in, you really got in at the right time, like crypto. You know what I'm saying? So I just would say that, you know, um, don't let the time just pass you by. If you got something, don't let it pass you. Lock in, tap in, make it go to 100, man. Take it where you need to do it. For, find your why. If you don't know why, you don't got your purpose, find something to lock in on what your why is so you can wake up every day. I'm doing it for this. If you got to write it on a white wall and black graffiti, I'm doing it for this. By March, I'm going to be doing this. I'm, I'm a firm believer now that I started doing, I'm starting to write things down. Besides music, I'm starting to write things down. Goals that I want to achieve is write them down so I can see them. You know what I'm saying? So, and just and just put it into play. Put in the work, put it into play, and you're going to see a beautiful return. You know, just put in the work. So, Listen, I appreciate y'all rocking with us this morning. And listen, uh, tell the people how they can connect with you, follow you on all your social media platforms. If y'all want to drop that uh, release date for that uh, Everybody Loves a Comeback Story, the house version, feel free. But if not, if y'all ain't got that Everybody Loves a Comeback Story, I don't know. Let me know how that pillow feel because y'all sleeping. Uh, I, don't know, I, I don't know where you've been at. Uh, but yeah, definitely go run them numbers up for my brothers. But uh, yeah. yeah, tell the people how to connect with y'all and follow yeah. y'all and what's next. Yeah, absolutely. Connect with us on uh, Instagram, Social Club Misfits. Um, connect with us on Twitter. Again, social everything is Social Club Misfits. Everything you see, Social Club Misfits. Do not forget that. YouTube uh, shorts everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. We are new album, uh, new EP, remix albums coming out about next month. Uh, we're just locking in a date. But the masters are turned in. We're ready to go, and we're excited about it. And I hope that uh, hope you enjoy it. And uh, we just want to thank you, DJ Focus, for having us. And oh, yeah. uh, this is one of the best shows on air. Make sure you catch it. The fix. Fix Don't is in. It. Fix is in. Keep it locked. You tune into the fix. You know the fix is in. Yes, sir. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio. It's time for our Real Talk conversation. And uh, Dice, we uh, what we got going today? Ooh, child. Well, honestly, Focus, I had never seen this article like, that, that you just happened to bring to my attention mm-hmm. um, about this lady who believes that God has kind of instructed her to be on OnlyFans. And she earns $1.8 million a year stripping on OnlyFans. And she believes this is what God wants her to do. She's a Christian woman from Colorado. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nita Marie, 45. She's she's 45 years old and she has made $1.8 million a year. (laughs) So... This is tough. I, I, I this is a tough one for me because here's the thing: you can't say what God has told somebody to do or not do. The only thing you can say is what we believe in God's word. The instruction is about holiness, modesty. You know, not uh, allowing others to fall into temptation or trip them up. So there are a few red flags here straight out the gate of what's going on. I mean. I don't know. We were just having a little conversation off air focus and uh, you made a comment about not believing that singles should be involved in something like this. And and my, my comment was, what are, and I didn't, I, we couldn't finish it because we was like, no, nah, let's just get into it. My question is, what are singles doing while they're being single? Um, you talking about far as sexually? Yeah, like what are they doing? Nothing, nothing. The Bible is clear that you were supposed to stay a virgin, and I know. Listen, let's be very clear. I didn't, I didn't, 
I did not do that either. Let's be very clear. I had sex before marriage. I had a baby out of wedlock. But let's be very clear. I was out of God's will from what I believe from a biblical standpoint. I'm not telling anybody to do and follow my tracks. No, everybody I talk to, especially when we talk about young, um, you know, young teens and then even young adults, I'm telling them, keep yourself. You don't want to get these soul ties that I had to not only go to grief recovery for, but also pray off of me. Let's be very clear. Um, Cause yeah, yeah. When you sit down and you have sex, soul ties are exchanged every single time. So when you talk about your body count, them all, all them different soul ties are in you. And I don't believe that God wanted it to be that way. I really believe that God wanted for husband and wife to enjoy themselves for the first time at the honeymoon. Hmm. Let's be very clear from a, a old biblical standpoint. Uh, certain fathers used to charge more to the hut to the fiance if their daughter was a virgin. Yeah, that means her stake was higher. When they had the they, they had the festivals and everything, you know, because you remember back in those times they had festivals. No, it was like a whole week celebration of yeah. these two coming together. So, like, why do we have those principles in the Bible? The Bible that we 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 look past to just do what we. I feel like sometimes we're just doing what we want to do. So I, that's why I say I don't know. How, how does God say something like that to keep yourself remain a virgin until you become married because of all this? But then we flip it and say no. Um, what are singles supposed to do? Listen, absolutely. You supposed to say holy and, and, and uh, yeah, when it get cold at night, I, yeah, I don't know. Cause I didn't, I, one, let's be very clear. I didn't have a, a good relationship with God to mm-hmm. understand it. Me and my wife talk about it and, and we, we saying this wholeheartedly. If we knew what we knew now, back when we were 16, 17, 18, we both said we would have kept ourselves. No, you call me lame. Yep, I'm the lame virgin. I'm keeping myself for my wife because I understand what God has called me to. But no, a lot of us, that's not that's not our experience. When you talk about how we see, uh, you know, how we were taught scripture, how we were taught how to grow that relationship with God. So, yeah, you know, but I think we have to continue to keep it consistent with preaching what the Bible says, not what we think our feelings should tell people so maybe that's why i'm just confused with her saying god told her to be uh promiscuous uh because because let's be very clear it ain't just only fans and people can say what they want I, I i would love to look at those stats majority of the people who have these only fans are doing other things outside of just in front of that camera too as well for money because now you out there now you got celebrities athletes artists entertainers reaching out to you Oh, you hot on that. Drake says it all the time in his songs. How he, he meet girls on OnlyFans and fly them out and have one night stands with them. So now you you you're doing more than just, you know, doing you know, just uh in the camera. No, no, you you you're doing more than just that. So I don't know. I, you're right. It's a slippery slope, but I just feel like no. Male or female too. I ain't I'm not bashing women. Men too. Men got OnlyFans pages. Men are doing uh, these yeah. different things. Yeah. Men can be prostitutes, prostitutes too as well. I know yeah. we don't talk about it enough, but yeah. no, yeah. Man, man, yeah, you perverting yourself too as well. You supposed to be keeping yourself. You ain't supposed to be having all these women you sleeping with. You a hoe too. But they're not <laughs> sleeping with nobody. So, uh, so yeah. The, the only reason why I say this is tough is you have a group of individuals. Okay, fine. We know. Okay, God doesn't want you to have sex until marriage. This is very evident and clear. And for those of you who have done the research, um, there is a blood covenant uh, that happened on the cross between Christ and 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 and, and us. And there's always going to be a, a blood 
covering. You know, that is why God created a hymen. There is a covering that happens during the first time you have sex. If you have not had sex before, and this is this is the anointing part. God designed it this way. So mm-hmm. no, you should you should not be out here just sleeping with 55 people before you get married. That's not how he set this thing up. Fast forward to 2023. That's not the mentality anymore. Not even in church. It's unfortunate. It's not taught. It's not preached. You and I both know nobody is putting down a hammer on that one. <laughs> no pun intended. They're not talking about this. <laughs> I can't stand you. (laughs) I'm just saying. saying. Like, nobody's driving that home. And the only reason why I say that is over the past five years, I have been in different circles of youth groups, youth leaders, churches worldwide. And it always gets like the conversations get really awkward with the youth. And then typically, there's always going to be like this statement that's thrown out there where whatever you do, don't fall into sin. You know what I'm saying? Like basically giving that room, that wiggle room for a person to express their sexuality or explore their sexuality without going to sleep with somebody. That mm-hmm. is a, that's a whole vibe nowadays. Like I, I'm not making this up and everybody knows that. No, it is. But that's, but that's why I'm like, so when you have situations like this where people are online and they have their little accounts and things like that some people probably do feel like they're not doing anything wrong because they're not sleeping with people you know they're not they're not they are not doing anything but being who they are in the moment which is very very free um (laughs) wait a minute you you caught it very very free very very free huh Oh my goodness! They're being, I mean, I'm being very, very free. Uh, they're they're making money as they're sharing themselves. They feel very confident about their body, so mm-hmm. so they're not afraid of. But guess what? They're not out here, um, you know, at a stadium, you know, sleeping with all the people that lined up. They're just like, look, if you think I'm cute and this is making money and taking care of my bills, I'm not doing anything wrong. You're partaking of this. You came here. You came to visit my site. I didn't come to your site. So it's kind of like I could see how a person could say, well, this is caring for this is taking care of my family. Because here's the thing. Let me give you the stats. I'm not saying it's right for those. Right. Who are like, oh, it ain't right. Let me before you throw the stats out, let me just throw this one scripture out at you. Oh, and I hear what you're saying. No, I got it. Yeah, listen, because I promise you it ain't me. Because let, let's be very clear. You, you're talking to somebody who came up. Uh, sleeping around, very promiscuous, and uh, right. yeah, uh, very much paying in them strip clubs. Okay. So you're talking to somebody who was delivered from this. Let's be very clear <laughs> when you talk about sexual mortality. So yeah, I, I, I'm just going to throw out that First Corinthians um, 6.13. Food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food. And God will destroy both one or one of the other. The body is not meant for sexual immortality. And if you entice people, you need to hold yourself accountable because God is not pleased with you enticing people. So absolutely right. They not uh, uh, physically sleeping with people. But let's be very clear. I, I don't know nobody who look at porn. And if you not either having sex with a person, you masturbating. Let's 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 keep it a let's keep it a hundred. This this ain't this ain't watching a comedy movie. You won't go on OnlyFans and yeah, act like you watching an action flick. You go to OnlyFans when you go to these specific pages because you're horny. You're horny and you want to get your fix. Let's be very clear. 
Yeah, yeah. So you're getting off. So whether you got your toys and you're watching them, because yeah, it's all type of stuff. You absolutely. I had these conversations with people too as well. Yeah, they got toy parties where they they trying out different sex toys and they watching OnlyFans and they watching all these pornos and they trying out these sex toys. So 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 once again, it goes back to I don't see how God told you to have these sexual fantasy orgies outside of the bedroom. He's very clear in the bedroom. It's undefiable. Have your fun. I want y'all to have fun. I want y'all to procreate and make babies. Because that's the other thing too as well. That's why we got so many baby daddies and baby mamas from OnlyFans and all this sexual porn and stuff because everybody's sleeping around and we ain't got nobody in the households where where the union is together. The man and the female is at home raising them kids. Mm. So go ahead. What's your stats? Go ahead with your stats. <laughs> well, I was going to go over some of the top earners uh, on OnlyFans. Obviously, we know Black China, who is now Angela. She's gotten off of there. She was $20 million. Uh, Bella Thorne, $11 million. Cardi B, $10 million. Tigga, $7 million. Um, you can, like you said, there are some gentlemen on here uh, as well. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, we already know we got Erica Mina, five million. Um, Pia Mia, uh, three million. Safari, uh, two million. Like people are making money just being mm-hmm. cute. You know, I would wonder they probably they probably don't have the they probably don't have the stat on um, how many of them are actually giving out something substance outside of sex. Right. Like right. you know, what I'm saying like I would love to see that stat. Yeah, because everybody's not on here. Some people are just, to your point, some people are being um, um, who they are, like in the, in the entertainment world, like a model, like they're a model. So they're, so they're already kind of like running around half naked. So them switching to a OnlyFans is nothing new, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Car- Cardi B, you know, I mean, come on. What, what are we talking about? Yeah, it just makes sense that she would have a OnlyFans account. You know what I mean? And it's not like, she, and there's only so much she's going to be on there doing, but just the fact she's got a fan base, they're going to come over there to see a little extra, uh, you know, behind or whatever. Um, and so it, it's a different some people are on here for for different reasons and like you said there are some people on here who are being encouraging as well not a lot of them but uh the majority of them we all know this is this is a sexual site but i i hate only fans but i like the idea of only fans versus uh the sex trade so in america there's this oh, huge because wow. okay yeah. let me let, let me be honest with you um and, and this is like where you kind of like it's, it's like a pick your poison type of thing because OnlyFans is taking money away from a lot of different governments who do ship uh, humans across the world. And they do it, even as we speak, they're being kidnapped, raped, and murdered, and thrown into the water. So for me, um, I'm like, yeah, have an OnlyFans account and be at home and not out here on these streets trying to, you know, you're going to end up getting killed. So do, talk- do you think that's the same, though? I just want to ask, do you think it's the same? And when I say the same... I don't know, you know, that's why we got to pull some stats up, see if we can pull those up. I would argue when you talk about the sex trade, you're absolutely right. But I would argue a lot of those kids or adults are snatched. It's not like they're doing it because if they want to, they've been snatched. Um, We know a lot of them, um, they they hook them on drugs and they force them, like you say, to do those videos or, you know, unfortunately be, you know, uh, be used. So that's almost like rape. You know, that's almost like kidnap rape. And you know, cooking me on drugs and forcing me to do this compared to you no, know, these people on OnlyFans, they, they're choosing to do this. Like no one's yeah, holding yeah. a gun in your head, nobody snatched you and took you to Russia or some other country 
You see what I'm saying? But, but a lot of the women, and this is something, and I, one day I want to have one of my good girlfriends on here because she made it out of this uh, sex trade industry. A lot of those people are already in environments that are promiscuous. So they're going to parties, they're escorts, they're working yeah. in strip clubs, they're in groups with their girls, they get, and then they, yeah. So, so they had already put themselves, you know, in a position to kind of be taken advantage of. So when they get, uh, somebody shoots them up with heroin and drags them off and they're missing for a week, nobody's looking for them, you know? So I'm just saying like, uh, the porn industry generates, uh, more income than the combined revenues of ABC, NBC, CBS, the NFL, the NBA, and the NBL. And they generate between $15 billion to $97 billion a year. So when you talk about an industry that's making $97 billion a year, then you have OnlyFans comes around and they are officially now snatching $12.5 billion to $15 billion a year out of that bucket. So this is what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying they're either one of these are good, but what I'm saying is when you tell a person who doesn't mind giving themselves away, you're like, hey, why don't you just get professional and go get your camera and the light and then set up a PayPal, you know, or whatever it is and do it that way for your safety. It's different. It's different. And it's changing the game. So I'm not, I'm, that's why I said I'm not, I'm not here for either one of them, but I can see the safety aspect in having OnlyFans versus you out here on the street trying to go out with your girls at night to get $2,500 from just showing up at a party. So there's a safety aspect of it. Um, and I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right, but I, I just, I get it. I get it. And then even for the single folks, like I, like I was asking you, like, what are they doing to keep themselves? Because here's the thing. Some people, they are, and you, you said it before, you were ignorant, you and your wife. Y'all were young. You didn't know any better. So you have a lot of young, myself included, you know, who just didn't know. But it's like, instead of going out of the house and sleeping with 50 people, they'll go on here and watch somebody on the thing. Like, so I'm like, that's why I said, what are, what are, what are the singles doing? Like, it's only going to be one of two things, you know, either you're going to go find somebody to cuff or boo them up and bring them home for one night stand, or you become a fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's, it's, as I said, it's a, or, or, or you can wait, you can wait on God. You can wait on God. But that message though, like, that's what I'm saying. That message, the wait on God sexual message. And this is a good, I hate to say it's a good point, but you know, the Pope just made a very inappropriate comment towards a young boy. Um, yeah. So that, that just made news, uh, I think this morning. So there is, we need to have stricter talk around marriages and just having sex before marriage like we do but, but that's not that's not happening man like that's not that's what i'm saying like nobody is really safeguarding these kids hearts and even from a um disease standpoint because we talk to our kids all the time we got four oh my goodness four between the ages of 18 and 22 and it's like you mess around get something you can't get rid of then what then you gonna you, do no that's real too Mess, mess around, get something you can't get rid of, and then you meet the person of your dreams, and you, and they don't want to be with you because you done caught something. So it's like you can really mess yourself up being out here, you know what I'm saying? Physically doing a lot. So it's a very, very different world. These kids are really pressed. They have no idea how valuable they are, and they feel like they got to be out here doing the most. And it's unfortunate because it's just a small time in their life where you know they think they're gonna miss out on something. It's like. I told my I told my boys too. I said I wouldn't I wouldn't date a girl till I was thirty two if I was you, son. 
Like you say, thirty two. Thirty two. Yeah, because by the time you hit thirty two, you gonna you gonna you know what you know. You like what you like. You have saved your money. You probably done bought your house, paid everything off, got your car situation together, your bank account look good. She'll probably be in her twenties. And then y- and y'all both got your mind right, and then you can go start your family because now you're past all the what am I missing? Mm-hmm. You ain't missing nothing. I think you'll realize you you didn't miss a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I I know thirty two is like oh that, yeah thirty. Like I think a man is very mature when he's coming up, out of the twenties and he's going into the thirties. It's different than you being twenty two get married than when you're thirty two and get married. It's a huge difference because you see all the games and all the money you wasted. I tell these boys all the time. I said. Go ahead, get your girlfriend. She gonna spend all your money, cause that's all girls do when they're young. They're not out here like, yeah, let's save our money. No, it's like, let's go out, let's go on this trip, let's go to this club, let's go out to eat. What you gonna buy me for uh, Christmas? What you gonna buy me for New Year's? What you gonna buy me for Valentine's Day? Like, it's just you're gonna be spending your. This is my rant as a mom with three boys. No, go ahead, speak it. She gonna she gonna spend your money. Mm-hmm. So it's like. You know, put your money aside and plan for your wife and your house and your kids and make it make sense. But that message isn't taught across the world. It's taught, go try something. Right. You know, go try something. Go see what you like. Go try something. Okay, you're going to try the wrong thing. You're going to try the wrong thing one day. So, you know, I I just, we don't hear that message enough. You know, like the parents were saying, y'all need to stop trying everything. No, no, we do. Stop trying something, you know, like don't go see what you like. Like wait till God shows you, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you don't hear that message a lot, man. You go, oh no, go, go, go. And I'm like, okay. Well, it's not put in front of us either, too, as well. Let's be very clear. Everything, unfortunately, a majority of the content that's put in front of us, mm-hmm. um, when you talk about uh, the, the programming on TV, everything on yeah. social media, it's yeah. over-sexualized. It and is. then, like you say, it goes against um, our biblical principles on what we yeah. believe as believers of mm-hmm. Christ. And and But uh, that does not, you brought up a very good point. Parents listening right now, mm-hmm. talk to your kids. And I promise you, like, yeah, that I don't even think you can wait to a teenager now. Like, let's be very mm-hmm. clear. By the time they're in first grade, they've already been exposed to all type of things. We're talking about same, um, same sex, um, bathrooms that are starting to be a uh, gender, forgive me, same gender, uh, bathrooms that are starting to be instituted in the schools and everything and at airports and different things. So no, you have to have these mm-hmm. conversations with your kids early, yeah. not only to under, so they understand, you know, the right and wrong in it. But also from a biblical standpoint, too, as well. And once again, we are not against anybody who's listening to us. Please don't DM me. Please don't email me talking about we bashing the community. No, we're not. We're standing firm on our principles that we believe from the Bible, from a Bible standpoint. So don't, we don't knock you guys. Don't knock us for what we believe. No, no, sir, because I get these emails, Dice, and I'll be like, yeah, you, you bash and you hate. No, no, I'm not hating. But 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 respect what I believe. You believe what you believe. And if you say you don't believe in the Bible's principles, that's fine. I'm not going to uh, say nothing to you. I'm not going to email you and say, no, no, you wrong. No, I'm, I'm, I ain't putting nobody in hell. I'm going to just tell you, read the Bible for yourself, grow a relationship with your for yourself uh, and, and see what God tells you. But I know what he's told me. I know what he's delivered me from. So when you talk about this OnlyFans and you talk about all the uh, the the models that are in videos and mm. movies and some of the content that we consume, no, no, it's not. I, I, women and men are being over-sexualized and it's no, it's no common ground. It's like, to your point, do whatever you want to do. No. Because if, if this, we were talking about murder, if we were talking about uh, any other thing, 
it, it, you couldn't just do whatever you want to do. I'll just be very clear. You know, uh, my husband made a comment the other day um, to our daughter, and he was talking about how it, it takes a lot of bravery for you to stand up for what's right. Yes. And so when you see people who don't, you know, they're definitely weak minded. You know, they're not they haven't gathered what they need to gather in order to stand on the principle. And um, the one thing we've argued about here in the house before, like focus even to the point where we've had adult couples who, um, hey, can we stay at your house? And I say, no. And my husband's like, why not? Because you're not married. Mm. I, I remember the first time I said that to my husband and he was like, what is that about? I said, well, let, me, wait, let wow. me tell you what that's about. I got two teenagers upstairs who we keep letting them know you don't need to go be laid up with somebody you're not married to. And what I look like, I don't care how grown they are. I let them in the house, but I let just because they're 20 years older do what they want to do. But I'm teaching my kids not to do that. So they're going to have to go get a hotel. That's good. And if they love me and they consider me a good friend and they come to visit, well, we can meet them at the beach in the morning. But please, in my house... We're going to serve the Lord. It's uncomfortable to stand up. Very uncomfortable. I mean, me and my husband have had, we had a full blown argument about this. Oh, why can't her, why can't her boyfriend stay? I said, excuse me. I said, first of all, that's not my vibe. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and then here's the thing. If, if a child is created in my house and I knew that this couple wasn't married, now I've added an extra weight to my life because I don't know if they should have had a baby at the time they had a baby, but because I gave them a house and a covering to have the baby for the rest of my life, I'm going to feel like I could have messed their life up by giving them a, a safe space to procreate. And I don't want that. See, this is what I'm saying. Like I, we were talking about this before, like what your peace, sometimes your peace is going to be a no. The answer is no, not because I don't love you, not because I don't trust you wholly. It's just, I know better. And That's here's good. the thing. I can't sit here and tell my boys, hey, honor honor a woman. Don't have her in the house at one or two o'clock in the morning. She need to be somewhere else. That's not your wife. She shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? I, but I got to I have to stand on that. I have to say it and be very vocal. And you got to keep teaching it so they understand one day when you have a daughter, you ain't going to want her out in the streets at one or two o'clock in the morning. You'll be at home stressed out. Oh, uh, Jenna, where are you at? Uh, you should be. Yeah. Because that's what happens. But you but that's what I'm saying, like it's okay to stand on a principle, but we don't do it enough. So that's why we got OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. Uh as you see, this conversation <laughs> been off the chain today. Uh we gotta go pay some bills. We'll be right back with closing thoughts. Keep it locked. You tune into the fix. And the fix is in. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio, and uh, we appreciate you guys waking up with us uh, today. Um, w- this was a, a much needed conversation. It got a little thick today, you know. Uh, you know, we we know. Um, anytime you talk about you know um, things like you know um, sex and uh, OnlyFans pages, and mm. you know everybody want to you know chase the bag and be able to show their bodies all on social media. It can mm-hmm. be very, very uh, different. And it's it's unfortunate, Dice. You know, we, we talked about the young adults and the teenagers, but yeah, mm-hmm. I was saddened by the, the one young lady you brought up, uh, you know, who I brought to your attention. She grown woman, 45 years old, you know, telling her, telling people God uh, told her to do that. And like I said, that's just my opinion. It's, it's I, I just don't, I don't believe it. 
if she was a sex therapist, I would believe her. But that's something totally different. So yeah, absolutely, totally different. Yeah, no, no, she's she's nah. definitely. You got little kids and everything looking at you. Let's be very clear. Most kids, no, seriously, that we looked at the stat. Me and my my wife, uh, and we was like, wow. Most kids have cell phones right now in 2023, eight years old. That's the average age for a cell phone. Now, just think about this. If most kids have a cell phone, majority of them have a data package that gives them Internet access. So now you're telling me you got eight years. True. No, you can block it. But but let's be very clear. How many parents are really putting those parental blocks on there? We did it. No, no, I, no, I, we did too. But, but, but nowadays, I don't. No, because they're not even thinking that their kids can even look up an OnlyFans. They're thinking they just on the little YouTube pages, playing their little video games. But no, they've been exposed when they went to school and they in the bathroom with Charlie or, or, or little Chris. And little Chris say, oh, you ain't know you could, you know, t- type this in. Because now they are, listen, everything is digital now for these kids too. They in mm-hmm. kindergarten, my grandson in kindergarten already on the iPad doing schoolwork on the iPad. Oh yeah, in kindergarten. Yeah. So let's let, let's be very clear. So no, no. So there's accountability, young lady. If you're listening to me, that you should have as a mature adult. Let's be very clear. <laughs> I ain't gonna throw no more Bible at you. You know, yeah, we are gonna put God out the way. As a mature adult, mm. at your age, there should be wisdom and discernment mm. that says something different. That's just my mm. personal opinion, I, and that's the era that I grew up in with mm. the elders. With my mom, my mom didn't stop it. And if she was, once again, she she hid that thing. I promise you, I'm, neither one of my uh, none of my siblings could say anything bad about my mama or my daddy to that level. No, no, we no, we ain't talking about stuff like that. No, no, we ain't had them problems in our household. Now, you know, other stuff. Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can talk about some other stuff, but not not that stuff. So I don't know. I just think it's a responsibility as a believer with when we know that the enemy is constantly trying to throw sex at us. You talk about, unfortunately, the pastors falling short to, you know, having these uh, uh, relationships outside of their marital uh, relationships and just all the, you know, the, the, you talk about the choirs, the people in the choirs and everything. Come on. Now. We trying to get that stuff out of church. You brought up the Pope, too, as well. I'm just being honest. You know, that, that that's something, too, as well. That's constantly been talked about for how long with amongst the Catholic faith? With the 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 the, the pope and, and priests and nuns and stuff messing with little underage kids and stuff, not even messing with adults, like you said, dice underage kids. Let's be very clear. No, no. So we need to fight this sexual demon, this perversion, these Jezebel spirits. Not not entice them and be a part of them. No, I don't, I just don't feel like no. Nah, we ain't supposed to. We supposed to be the light. I thought. Thought we supposed to be the light. <laughs> I, I just, I, just me, because if that's the case, Dice, me and you can go back to hustling. What we, what we wasting our time right here on the fix for then, Dice? Because I promise you, we, we know how to make money. We get that money good. Let's be very clear. So we, so, so you telling me we might as well go back to doing I want to and say the Lord told us to go get this hundred thousand dollars from moving this weight, huh? That you know the Lord told me I need a hundred thousand to do what I need to do now. I don't need to wait five years for it. It's mine now. That's what the scriptures say. It's mine now. Well, I think we already know she she couldn't line her uh, statement up with anything in the Bible. So that's how we pretty much judge uh, whatever God wants us to do. Ain't no scripture in there telling you go work at no no space like that and make your money. Um, You know, but there are are a lot of quote unquote Christians that work in sketchy environments and they Mm -hmm. swear up and down they're Christian. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a part of our walk is... um, 
you know, praying that people hear the Holy Spirit and that they allow the Spirit to slowly walk them out of those those situations and locations. And we hear stories like that all the time. Um, I love how, uh, and I was talking about one of my friends who was definitely in in this whole uh, sex trade thing and all this stuff before she gave her life to Christ. And she said how she loved the church that she was at because nobody judged her for how she was dressed. She said, yeah, when I got there, you know, low cut shirt, high cut skirt, you know, like she said, I ended up joining the choir. And uh, she said, nobody came and rebuked me for the only clothes I had. She said, but one day God spoke to me. It was like, you know, maybe we want to kind of change how we're presenting on stage and she said that's how I knew that the Holy Ghost was really real is because it wasn't like a she said he just came to me you know like hey you know as you're ministering and you're trying to sing for the Lord like let's go uh, put on something appropriate so not to offend the people on the other side you know so it's a process you know but I mean this 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 has been going on since Sodom and Gomorrah so <laughs> I think to the, to the end of time we're going to be dealing with this and um, I mean the only thing you do is continue to pray for your loved ones and your friends continue to be honest like I said uh, and, and continue to take a stand don't be afraid and stand up for what you believe regardless of how you could be in a room looking crazy because you're like hey I don't think we should you know none of y'all should be on that site and people are like what are you talking about it's just a you know it's just a game or whatever and I mean, that's why we're we're set apart, you know, and this walk isn't easy and everybody can't do it, you know. So uh, we got to continue to pray for people to be stronger, stronger in their faith and know that, yeah, you know, God may have had you in something, but it, it's not meant for you to stay in that. You know, right. like, I'm pretty sure, you know, um, you know, there are people in lifestyles and God just saved them, but they're going to have to walk out of that lifestyle, you know, like, and it's going to be a process. It ain't going to happen overnight. It's going to take them a little second and they're going to have to keep on reaffirming every single day that they have been saved. They are changed and they are, you know, on a new path. They are made new and it might look a little weird, you know, on the outside to, you know, but they just got to keep on going. Y'all just got to keep on going because God has so much more than you just selling yourself for a dollar. You know, Thanks. You're worth way more than that. Thanks. Listen, uh, we want to definitely shout out uh, Marty and Fern. Social Club is the best. Um, it was great talking with them. Um, the journey. Um, they Listen, they put out so many timeless classics. Let's be very clear. They are vets in CHH. Um, they got the crossover appeal to as well because they've made absolutely your trap songs. They made your CCM songs. They made your, you know, uh, you know, your upbeat, uh, a little urban songs too as well. And what I love about them, they have stayed who they, who, who, who they started off to be. Like I said, they got well, what, at least 10 to 12 years in the game and they came in the game, making sure that it's been ministry driven. Um, I love the fact that you have two different type of rappers. You know, you, you get the more fun, energetic flow out of Marty. Uh, Fernie going to give you them, them kingdom bars, but it's gritty. It's rough. And of course, you know, you talk about the, the their testimonies of, you know, Fernie coming a little bit from the streets, kind of like a PK, walked away from the faith a little bit, did his street mm-hmm. thing, went to prison, uh, changed his life around. And Marty, you know, just being able to be in a space to where, listen, he, you know, was at church with church leaders, dealt with uh, some church hurt issues, but still yeah. came back around and how they united and uh, just became a group. Um, listen, shouts out to them. Listen, they're working on a remix album right now as we speak. 
Um, listen, they wouldn't give us the, uh, the the drop on when it's releasing, but they did wow. tell us uh, the exclusive. Yes, they're working on a remix project wow. right now as we speak. Uh, so you definitely want to keep it locked and uh, follow them on their social media platforms for the release of that. Uh, you know, it's going to be kind of like, uh, you know, reggaeton type, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, a little beat. So, yeah, they want to throw something out there. You know, they from Miami. So, you know, they always um, I love I love artists from Miami because, you know, they, they have a creative way of yeah. putting together a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So this is shouts out to them, too, as well. Follow them at Social Club Misfits on all their platforms. As always, follow us on the social media on all platforms at The Fix Radio Show. That's D-A-F-I-X-X Radio Show. Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter. Um, follow us on all those platforms. Listen, go buy Kingdom merch at CHH University. Stop playing. Type in. Dr. Gamble has nothing but the finest um, coffee mugs. If you want some tea, you know what I'm saying? She might got her own tea, too, is what I don't know. I'm praying for. But she got uh, she got merch that's amazing. She has uh, beanie hats. She has, uh, you know what I'm saying, snapback hats. She has all of the T-shirts. Follow Jesus. CHH University. You know what I'm saying? Try Jesus, not me. You know what I'm saying? She got all of them. She got all of them. So just go to chhuniversity.com and purchase some merch. Let's continue to support Kingdom Brands. You have somebody that's on each and every day. Um, like I say, uh, speaking into your life, giving you words of encouragement, but also she got brands that we should be wearing. We should be bold walking out into the world, going to different events and showing people that we represent Jesus. It's okay to follow Jesus. So yeah, go, go support my sister with CHH university. And, uh, yeah, it's been long overdue, but, uh, yeah, we have, uh, the fix, uh, merch dropping real soon. So uh, I'm going to just, nice. you know, leave that right nice. there. It's, it's dropping real soon. I know y'all been asking me and uh, emailing me and DMing me. Yep, <laughs> we got we got merch dropping real soon for the summer. So be on the lookout for that. Listen, uh, that's our time. Uh, we coming back tomorrow. Stop playing Thirsty Thursday. Uh, you know, if it was, this one was off the hook today, you know, Dice going to have an even better topic for tomorrow. <laughs> so uh, tap in. <laughs> and of course, oh, we got an exclusive spiritual detox uh-huh. tomorrow. When I tell you an uh, iconic legend, uh, in this space of gospel, uh, yeah, you just tap in. I ain't going to tell you what it is. I promise you it's a legend. As always, remember to stay focused on turning your ne- negative into a positive. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should always be the goal. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.